Today's guest is Thanks to Podmatch, a great site for podcast hosts to make a profile where they can talk about their shows and podcast guests make a profile to talk about how they would serve your audience, sharing their books, stories, service, and services. Podmatch is great for that and more, like getting paid for those interviews through their affiliate program. If you like to contact me or today's guest, you can use my link podmatch.com slash sign up slash life with Francie, which will be in the description of this episode. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Hello and welcome to Life with Francie podcast, a place where you will find all kinds of conversations like mental health, self-love, uh, self-care, trauma, hobbies, and more. With this podcast, I want to create a community where we support one another in personal and business life. Hope you enjoy this episode. Now, let's get this show started. On this episode, I am going to be speaking with Sandy Joy Weston, and I found her on Podmatch, and I'm so excited. Enjoyed that community. If you can, it's amazing. I will have the link in the uh, comments. That's for my YouTube. Hi, YouTube, because Anchor always has a ad. Anyways, let's do this. She is a keynote speaker, international podcaster, three times uh, publisher, author, an entrepreneur who has owned uh, operated health and wellness company over 30 years. I am so excited to be talking to her. Sandy's mission is to spread pure joy and inspire others to see their true power. So let's get this conversation started. Hi, Sandy. Welcome. So, well, hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I know you're on vacation this week, right? Yeah, today is my last day. Oh. Well, when the when the interview is recorded. <laughs> okay, so did you do anything really fun? I went to Arizona for uh, Her Majesty retreat. Oh, yeah. I would love to hear about that. <laughs> it's a uh, lots of trauma uh, talk. Uh, we get crowned as a queen. Ooh. And we just have like the best slumber party uh, weekend ever. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> it was, it was, it was truly. And then we were in uh, Sedona, Arizona. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like I went last year to Scottsdale because of the retreat. This mm -hmm. year was in Sedona and Sedona was just breathtaking no matter where you look. It was just amazing. I just mm -hmm. can't wait to go back to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been there in years, but it was part of my journey on my honeymoon. We spent a few days in Sedona and I loved it. Loved nice. it. Nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. And we were. Uh, she was teaching us about the vortex and the yeah. energy and everything. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not too much into crystals and things like that, but just the story and everything that she was explaining I was like oh my gosh I love this place so much <laughs> yeah you came home with a crystal didn't you uh well maybe <laughs> can't hurt can't hurt Francie. yeah so tell us a little bit about you Sandy 
Well, thank you for that introduction. It kind of like you know gave me a different look at what's going on with my life. But I feel very blessed that I've been able to do what I love. You know, fitness for a long time has been my vehicle to spread joy. But for me, really, everything I do, yes, I want to spread joy. And I'm. it's great when people's bodies get in shape, but it's more about the mental fitness for me. Okay. You know, and that was the way they, you know, you can't cut the head off from the lower body. So true. <laughs> that's why everything I've done, it's about mind, body, spirit, even back in the eighties, when they thought I was wackadoo, like, what is she talking about? And I was just like, it's all connected. So all my books and my guides and my journals, it's all about train your head and body follow and how they work together as one and, and doing it in a lighthearted way. So whether I'm hosting podcasts, doing podcasts, having clients, teaching workshops, keynotes, it doesn't matter, is for me to show people different ways to tap into their power. And with most things that only take a minute to three minutes a day. And so I say, so you don't have to make a big hairy deal of things. It's just the consistency of things that you do little by little every day to have a big impact in your life. I love that. And, you know, one of my main, uh, dang it, one of my main uh, niche for the podcast is mental health because yeah. I, we have to speak about it. Yeah. It, even though more people are talking about it, it's still kind of taboo. I, uh, I went to Puerto Rico not too long ago and triggered my family <laughs> with mental health. So I love that you've been uh, triggering people since the 80s before trigger was a trigger. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so how did your mission start it? So I had no idea, believe it, like you're going to be like, how could you not see this? But I had no idea till recently when I was redoing my keynote speech, how I built a career of doing something I did as a child to survive. Like I didn't even see the connection until I was writing my new keynote. And I was like, oh my God, I've been doing this my whole life. And they're like, you didn't see that? I'm like, no. So for me, I grew up in the projects, you know, which has its challenges, but it wasn't that bad. But the challenging part is my mother spent most of her life in mental institutions. So growing up as a kid, it was like a dummy, you know, like a double whammy. You know, here I am growing up in this environment and my mom battled a lot of demons. So at a very, very young age, I always knew there was something bigger that I could tap into. Like, I didn't, like you were talking about the vortex energy, you know, call it God, higher power. I knew that there was somebody, something, an energy force out there that I could tap into and would watch over me. And I think I was maybe even five years old when I would tell people when they would worry about me, like, okay, you know, your mom's this way, you know, your dad, blah, blah, blah. And I'd say, don't worry about me. I got five angels. Now, I don't know 
if I created them, but I'm like, yeah, I got five angels. You know, if you need to borrow them, let me know. <laughs> because <laughs> my five angels got it going on. There's not a lot, but you know, they laugh a lot. So I don't know where I came up with that, but I always felt that. And I always felt no matter what, that I could tap into this love that was there for me, no matter what was going on in my life. And I used what I now realize I didn't even know back then. I didn't call it movement, words, and laughter, which my friends call my wonderful life system. I never even thought of that. But since I can remember and probably started when I moved to the project. So maybe when I was nine, I would pick a word, I would move and I'd make light of everything. So movement for me was dance. I started dancing when I was four or five. And I remember at some birthday party, I got up on a, like a a hassock and I started dancing around and I was like, which one of you suckers are paying for my dance lessons? Because <laughs> my parents can't afford it. And I would dance and, and my uncle goes, oh my God, if you sit down, I'll pay for your dance lesson. So since I was like four years old, my uncle took me and paid for my dance lesson. So for me, movement was dance. And Besides going to dance lessons every week, I would just, whenever things would get crazy and loud and I needed to tune out the noise, I would put on my favorite jams and just dance around every single day, even for a minute here and there. And then words, I would say, ooh, if I could think of this one word and what would I do to feel that way? And it would always change. It would be dreamer, joy, peace, love, fun, passion. I always picked a different word. And sometimes when I was moving and I would just focus in and say, okay, what can I do to feel joy? What can I do to feel love? What can I do to feel safe? And while I was dancing around and using this one word, I would then tell myself stories and make light of my situation and visualize where I wanted to go. Now, for I did not know that this was going to save my life. I just knew as a kid, these things, I didn't call it movement, words, and laughter. I just was doing it. Like I would dance. I would think of a word every day. I would journal when things got really bad. I would call it scribble, scrabble, or my brain drain. I would journal. And doing that, it really saved my life. It got me beyond what everyone thought I should be happy with, like, you know, be happy to graduate high school, you know, just get out of this environment, get away from your family. But for me, I'm like, I have bigger dreams. So those three things doing that now at the time, I didn't see it that way, but I was able to get out of there, go to college, have this wonderful life, build a business, which I never even imagined. I mean, I would have been really, really, really happy being a waitress and teaching dance on the side and pumping gas. Like I didn't have this plan to be an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. but because of that attitude and always being able to see the, spin the story, get it out and then spin the story to work in my behavior and have a positive attitude. I ended up meeting the most amazing people in the Philadelphia area that always wanted to help me. I used to think I was the like Philadelphia's favorite daughter and the right people came in my life at the right time. And it, it, I mean, beyond what I even imagined for my life. Now, 
I still wasn't thinking movement, words, and laughter. I was just thinking I'm being me. I was always known to spread joy. My middle name is Joy. People didn't know where I came from. They just assumed I was from a nice family, had money, and my parents must have been Peppy Skippy because how else would you explain me? I really didn't tell my story, but they didn't ask either. And it wasn't until years later now when uh, I was sure a few words in one of my books. And then recently I went and took an intense course for a year to up my keynote that all these things started coming out. I'm like, wait a minute. All these guidebooks and journals about all it takes is one to three minutes a day to change your life in a positive, powerful way. I swear to God, Francine, I wasn't even putting together that I've been doing that mm -hmm. my entire life in a different way. It's crazy. Like I'm just coming out now. Like I'm like, oh, how could I not see it? I didn't see it. Yeah. I totally get it, especially with the journaling. If you should see, like right next to me, I'm in the living room and I have journals, planners, you call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, it was in my 30s that I was like, oh my gosh, I used to journal as a kid. And I didn't even know like how much that helped me through. But then through my darkest days, I had taken a break from journaling to survive through drugs, alcohol, and sex. Yeah. <laughs> early Why? 20s. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, now that I'm back into it, like I'm talking more about journaling because some people like make it a big deal, but it's so simple as just to be like, how am I feeling today? And just check with yourself. Because sometimes we have a story in our head, but if we take it out loud, like we say it out loud or we put it on paper, we're like, oh, is that true? Is that really yeah. true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I love it. When it comes to journaling, I can talk about journaling all freaking day, which I will have my own journal coming soon. I oh, good. Out there. <laughs> so because I love journaling so much and I have yeah. had uh, so many different styles that I have wrote in my own notebook that mm -hmm. have helped me with anxiety and depression that I, now mm -hmm. I want to put a roadmap for somebody oh, else awesome. to have it and have a story behind good it. Good for you. Things like that. So, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So how do you go from that little kid, you know, <laughs> doing that to now helping others uh, to do the same? Well, you know, I mentor a lot of young people, and I was fortunate enough to have a lot of employees. Most of them were half my age in the health clubs. So it really was a blessing for me to see how I could inspire myself and inspire them at the same time and what worked and what didn't work. And a lot of it, they were like, so tell me, tell me, how did you come to own these health clubs? Like, what was your secret sauce? And I said to them, you're not going to want to hear my secret sauce. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, oh, I don't know if you want my secret sauce for me. And that. And some get it and some don't, but here's the thing. 
I was not that kid that had this plan to be an entrepreneur. Like, like I said, I went to college. That was huge. But everything I did, I did with what I call my pure essence, coming at it with love, peace, and joy. Like I tapped in okay. to my pure essence, what I, I believe everyone has, love, peace, and joy. My inner voice, whatever you want to, the energy force, higher power, whatever you want to call it for you. But I, I would take time to listen to myself and what I needed to do. And then I would go and do things. So whether it was waitressing, being a hostess, uh, pumping gas, whatever I did, teaching aerobic classes, I gave it my all from that. And I wanted people to feel as much joy as possible. And I made it about them. So even when I was teaching my classes or training people, Francie, I made it that I was there to serve them. And how could I serve them? I didn't make it about myself. And because of that, people wanted to be around me. People just wanted to help me. And I think the turning point for me was I was doing an internship when I was at Westchester College. I was an undergrad and I was teaching aerobic classes. And back then they did not have any private trainers. So here I am doing my internship, learning how to put dance in aerobic fitness classes in the 80s. And one of the women said, would you come train me in my home? And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's weird. But if you want me to, because they didn't have trainers, like you just went to gyms. So I started training her and then her friends found out and then other people found out and then other men found out. And before I know, knew it, I was cornering the market in the Philadelphia area for training the who's who. Because at the time, there weren't really any other trainers. And I believe, not that I wasn't good, but also it was the right time for to, to be in the training business. But also these people who are very well-known people and wealthy could see, Fritzy, that I didn't want anything from them. I didn't even really know most of who they were because I didn't grow up in this area. And I wasn't impressed by them. And... I just wanted to be there and help them. So whatever they were there to accomplish, I wanted to help them. And because of that, and they knew I wasn't trying to get something from them or manipulate them, they wanted to help me more. So it went from, okay, I'll train you at home to building a huge private training business and then sending 15 other trainers besides myself into people's homes to my client's saying, you should open a health club. And I'm like, yeah. But then with the help of some of them, I did open a health club. And then that led to somebody else saying, hey, if I put up the money, will you open another health club? I'm like, okay, but I really don't want to open another health club, but I will. To <laughs> And before I knew it, I was like, okay. You know, I Western Fitness is born. And from that same thing, like we were next to all the news stations. So they would come over when they were short a story. And the next thing I know, because I gave it my all, I was NBC 10's fitness expert for 10 years. 
and that led to the different things. And then I ended up wanting to talk about, well, that's not true. My staff was like, you, you always tell us stories and you always have parables. You should write a book and the same thing. I'm not an author. I don't want to. And next thing I know, I'm like, wait a minute, I do have a lot to say. So they're not like, you know, fiction books, but they are nonfiction guidebooks with journals in it. And so, and then that led to another one, which led to another one. But the oh point was, yes, none of it was I sat down, which is fine. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to open health clubs. My path was different. My path for me was drowning out all the naysayers that told me all the reasons why it couldn't happen, which there was a lot of them, even with good intentions, because they would, didn't want me to get hurt or disappointed or let down. But I had to drown out all that, all the reasons why it couldn't happen. And when the opportunity came to me and I thought, ooh, I think I would enjoy it. Then I went after it and I didn't give up. Like my first health club took three years to open because I was hitting a lot of roadblocks, like getting money, getting the right space, getting something to lease. So it's not like, okay, now it happened overnight. Once I have an idea, I don't give up until it happens, no matter how long it takes, which is a true (laughs) entrepreneur. But the point was most of them wasn't me saying, oh, I want to open health club. Oh, I want to be on TV. Oh, I want to be an author. It's it presented itself because my eyes and ears were open to how can I serve others and spread joy. And whatever the vehicle came, I jumped after it. It's it's just it's that's why there's so many different things I do, but it's all about spreading joy and creating that space for mental and physical fitness and well-being. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Not a pass, Bridget. Not a state pass. <laughs> uh, is, is there any uh, straight path? <laughs> because there's always like bumps on the road or take a left, take a right, and things like that. But uh, wow, yeah. And it's your mission is so needed. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, because... Um, you can be mentally uh, healthy, but then not physically healthy and then physically healthy, but not mentally healthy. And I love that you attack both on your mission. And from that, how did the podcast came about? All right. So I want to get, I'll get there, but I want to tell you, I just had a guest. I want to address what you were saying about the mental, the physical. I just had a guest that I recorded, he's not out, this doctor, family practitioner, who just wrote a series of books for middle school kids to, you would love him, to destigmatize the mental health issues. And he wants it to start at home so that you can have conversations with your kids. And he wrote these fun journals, right? Well, he was saying, he just like me, he never understood how people could take the head and separate it from the body. Like, how could you say, okay, this is over here. This is mental. And this is physical over here. It's all connected. It's like saying, how did you separate out the brain from the kidneys? Like you're all, it all matters. You feel physically healthy. You feel mentally healthy or like it all works together. So I started my pod, the first one, 
it was a different name. It was called What Keeps You Up at Night. It wasn't called Let's Keep It Real. <laughs> what keeps I like that one. I don't know why I switched out, but whatever. Uh, maybe over 10 years ago, 12 years ago, because I wanted to meet people from all over the world in the well-being space that I may not be able to get to, but uh, you know, it was like a radio show. It wasn't called podcast that I could then interview and find out about their philosophy. And I really was intrigued about like anything that wasn't mainstream. And then it let, led to not just mental and physical fitness, but anybody who's making a positive, powerful difference in the world. So it's more that I want to share with the world these people that some of them you may know, but most of them you won't, that don't have a voice. And a lot of them that I get are very introverted or shy and wouldn't even come on a podcast, but yet they have a great story. And I say to them, listen, I promise you, we will edit you know anything out that doesn't make you shine. And I will talk to you beforehand because somebody, especially you guys that, you know, you're not wanting to do it. I really want to give you a platform. So a lot of my people are those kind of people Then I just started recently, right before the pandemic for women, especially over 35 called, Hey, I got something to say, but men listen, all age women. But the reason I originally started it is because women from around the world were saying once they got to be a certain age, they didn't feel relevant. They didn't feel heard. So I started it to give those women a platform and it comes out live. But then I recorded all over for 30 minutes to give them a voice. And that's a lot of fun. But now we get, I don't bring men on, but we do get a lot of males in the audience. Yeah, no, I get it. And I that 30, 30s age is like for some, they have been a parent. And yeah. now they're raising teenagers and the teenagers don't need them. <laughs> you know, teenagers yeah. are in the room, uh, you know, and they just come out because they're hungry. <laughs> so they start losing their purpose because they don't feel as needed. And it's like if you have been a mom all your life and then all of a sudden, like my mom almost lost her shit when I when I left her at 15 because I'm an only child. Mm -hmm. And so I was her mission, her purpose. And then yeah. I was gone. She was like, what am I supposed to do with my life? And uh, not having uh, good communities, because as a grown up, it's so hard. Like if you don't come from a huge family. Yeah and you don't go out there you're an introvert so you're at home it's hard to meet people at home unless you're yeah. online all day exactly. <laughs> and have internet but yeah and, and you go in your 30s of oh my gosh I'm a grown-up now what am I supposed to do because in your 20s you realize you're getting to be a grown-up but you might still be doing some mistakes and drinking like I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just going through life just because of the heck of it. But then 30s hit and something switches of like, mm. okay, I'm still young, but can I keep 
going how I'm going. And if I want to change, like, what, what does that look like? Mm. If I want to have a purpose, if I want to have a mission. Um, so, yeah, I love you helping women or men. <laughs> All good. And help because mine is life with Francie and I have, like, a lot of women. But some men will sneak in and they will yeah. talk about mental health. And I'm like, oh, I love that. Let's get the men talking about it, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah all good uh yeah so uh like is, is there anything else that you would like my listeners to know you know Francie, i think it's great that you're doing this i really do i feel as if the more people that are out there and giving hope or ideas or spreading joy of different ways to look at the mental health field or even the fitness field, anything to do with that area, the more people don't feel alone. And the more you can tell, like, for example, somebody said, well, the world doesn't need another podcast. The world doesn't need another book. There's so many out there. That's not true. Because I remember even back when I was writing my book, they're like, yeah, that's what people need is another self-help book. There's a million. And then I would say, well, then there's going to be a million and one because yeah. I'm right. Nobody can take your journey. Nobody can tell your story. So the way you interview people, the way you bring people on, it's going to reach a different group of people each time. Do you know what I mean? You're going to spread it. You're going to inspire yourself. And therefore, you're going to inspire others. And anything that you can do for your listeners to feel like, yeah, I'm not alone in this. Like, it's no big deal. If I break my arm, I break my arm. You know, I'm going to go get a cast. If I'm not feeling mentally healthy, then depending on the severity, I'm going to either see a coach, see a therapist, a psychiatrist. It doesn't matter. You know, it's something that you don't, want to feel embarrassed about and I do agree even though it's way way better than it used to be it's still there you know but the more you can go yes this happened and then let me tell you what worked for me that's amazing but the thing that I think is really really important is to understand that that if there's not just one way, like you don't have to like, okay, this is what happened. So this is the path to feel vibrant mentally and physically. There's so many different ways and the brain is, and the body is complicated. So you can't compare like, okay, how did that person feel so much better with journaling or coaching or therapy? And I'm still here. And but, but that's ridiculous because you're so unique you know you can get guides and you can get advice but you don't want to feel bad because that didn't work for you or you still have this it's it's so ridiculous it's part of what makes you unique and those people that do have more mental health issues than others usually they're more compassionate and understanding and kind because they know what it's like to go through it and some of them will battle it their whole life, but they come out when I say they're on the other side of it. They know what works. They know what doesn't. And a lot of times 
when they aren't feeling great, they know what to do. So I'm always about teaching people the different skills, whether it starts with prevention, because there's a lot of things you can do, little things you can do every day that only take a few minutes. But then also if that if you need more, there's so many different ways and find something that works for you. You know, find something that works for you. And it's not the same for everyone. You know, there's, there's people that swear by this therapy or this system or this workout system, and you can look into it, but make sure it makes you feel good. You know, it resonates with you. My thing, Francie, is I work with therapists and I work with psychiatrists and counselors. I'm prevention. I'm more like, these are things you can do every single day to help you get in that headset. So for me, when I was telling you about that story of words, movement, and laughter, I would suggest to many of your guests, even if, forget journaling long, it's great, journaling is amazing, but even if before their feet hit the floor, let's just say they don't have a system. Right now, Frenzy, they get up in the morning and they just go about their day right? That, you know, what's going to happen, you know, are the kids going to behave? Are they going to get the bus on time? Is my husband going to empty the trash? Is my roommate, you're going to help out? Did they eat all my food? You know, many people just get up and think life is happening to them and they get bounced around like a ping pong ball. I'm more about, yes, there are going to be days that are more challenging than others, but that you're more in control than you think. There's things you can do every single day to for you to happen in life. By the way, that's my new keynote. Life doesn't happen to you. You happen to life. And it's the little things that you can do every day to build on in addition to if you need other things. So the alarm goes off. Even if you spent 30 seconds to a minute before you get out of bed saying, what word do I want to embody today? Just one word. And depends on where you are. If you're ha- if you're really feeling low, then maybe you want to say calm, peace, ease and flow. If you're feeling more up, you might say powerful, love, joy, fun, whatever word that you want to reflect on throughout the day. And then I say to people, come downstairs, whether you have a journal or not, and just break down that world. Powerful, kind, calm, joyful, fun. And just breathe it in, just look at it. And then every hour, just check in and say, hmm, am I feeling powerful? Am I feeling pure joy? Am I feeling fun? Ooh, I decided that's how I want to show up. What do I have to do right now to get me closer to that word? And it might be go outside, take a breath of fresh air, dance around your house, pet your cat. It doesn't... My things, it's not complicated. It seems so easy, but just doing that can make a huge difference in how you feel mentally and physically. And when you do that, then you go, wait a minute. I'm, I picked joy. I'm not feeling joy. Well, then don't get on that call yet. Don't be a guest. Don't answer that email. Do whatever you need to do. It might just be running around your neighborhood for a minute, standing outside, hug a tree, writing in your journal. Take a step back and see what you can do to feel closer to that word and then take action. 
and then go after it. I freaking love that because like we have the word of the year, which last year was funny because my word was peace. And January 4th of 2022, I was having a panic attack. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, peace is not going to work for me this year. But to do a daily word. Yeah, I mean, you could have, there's people that have overall words. Like, let's say your year is, you know, pure joy. Like sometimes like you could, it's not like it has to be a one word, but let's just say it's joy and freedom, or you might want pure joy and financial freedom, like whatever. And that's your overall thing for the, I don't even do year. I do for the month, but whatever. Every day you get up in a different mood and I'm not about being pippy skippy all the time that's ridiculous like you're not and i'm pretty joyful but i have my moment that's my family i'm just more honest about it so if i'm feeling angry like all right let's back up a second so here you are here's the love-based emotions and here's the fear-based emotions you know anger hate guilt we don't jealousy whatever don't deny you're there that's where you are Okay, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling pissed. I'm feeling jealous. Now what? Do I really want to start my day that? Do I really want to take action? So whatever it is, whether you journal, scribble, scrabble, get it out, brain drain, talk to a friend, call a therapist, I don't care. But now what? And you're not going to go from being really angry to like, <laughs> so your word might be calm. Your might It might be level whatever it is you just want to go a step up like okay this is my word and then the next day you get up you might be feeling really frisky so okay i'm going to go in powerful you know you don't want to go from because it's ridiculous you know i have people that say sandy i just want it to be ease and flow i'm just want to embody ease and flow so then you think of that you go to your word and you're like well i ain't feeling ease and flow all right, well then if you don't have to, don't answer that. Don't do that. Don't don't take that difficult conversation. Take a few minutes, even just breathe for a minute. Like I said, get up, dance, move, jump on a trampoline, whatever you have to do. A lot, it, it was funny because a lot of what I teach, I wanted to overcome a lot of the obstacles that people told me when they joined gyms. Like, why don't you work out? Why don't you move? And what do they say? I don't have the time and I don't have the money. And the third one is too complicated and painful, right? So when we were, I got help from others. I call them the powers to be, the scientists, the journalists, the gurus, whatever. And we were creating a, a journal and a guidebook. I wanted it to be something that wouldn't take long to overcome all those obstacles, right? that they say I don't have time I can't journal I or meditate whatever so I did I had 12 different people that I really respected help me create this and the guidebook that I created with it's you know it's different than what you're creating which I think is going to be amazing it took five minutes and then I gave this guidebook out to people I thought were highly motivated Francie and I said to them okay pick an area of your life one area body health money, career, love, relationship. Just pick one area. And for the next 30 days, I want you to use this guidebook journal. And it had like just different things that would 
power statement, action, whatever. It's going to take you five minutes at the most. And I want you to do it for 30 days. Just focus in on that one area with your word because the other areas will come along. And what happens if you focus in on too much, you, you end up, you don't, nothing happens. Well, one person did it. One person. So here I am with the powers to be, I call them, creating this amazing journal that only takes five minutes. And I promise you, it's going to make a huge pet impact. Just do it for 30 days. And these were highly motivated people. And, and, but they were picking an area that was, I call their sticky wicket. They wanted to up level the area that wasn't going well. I didn't say pick an area that was going well. And what I found out and realized the hard way is that people weren't going to spend five minutes to do something they didn't already believe worked. So they didn't believe this was going to work. It was too easy. Like, how could this work? Like, if it was working, everybody would do it. So they weren't even going to take five minutes because they didn't have that belief system. They weren't going to waste five minutes. So I had to go back. And one of my professors said, I'll never forget it. Let's make it one to three minutes. Because then maybe even if they're not sure if it's going to work, they might try it. They might give it a shot. Like, we think it's too easy. It can't have this huge impact, but we'll try it. And that's what happened. Then it was successful, 80%. They were willing to give something a shot. Now, these were people that never journaled, didn't believe in this, mm -hmm. and they didn't already have that belief system. But they, for a minute to three minutes, eh, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does, I only wasted a minute to three. So that's was funny to me because here I am, overcame all the obstacles of time, money, and painful, but then the same obstacles of the reasons why they wouldn't do anything became the same obstacles. It can't work because it's not time consuming. It didn't cost a lot of money and it's not painful. Isn't that funny? So yeah. <laughs> uh, the answer, I know you're saying, what else did you want to get the answer to people is it doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be time consuming. If they don't have any system, I would ask, my ask for them is just try the one word. It doesn't take extra time. No extra time. Just reflect on that one word. How do you want to show up? Be real, down and dirty, where you're starting out. If you wake up, where are you? And then just reflect on that every hour and see how it changes. Just even slightly how you choose to take action and show up. I guarantee if they did it for 30 days, it'd be huge. I absolutely love that. And the way that you broke it down to bring it to us one word during the day or one word for the month and just breaking it down because like other people are comparing themselves to The self-help world, everybody has an idea. Everybody has a system. Everybody has yep, everyone <laughs> all this thing. And I love it that you bring it down to just one little thing. Yeah. To well, help you I every mean, day. I've always been about, there's not one way. I mean, to the <laughs> some people who you know want me to do well would say no 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 you should say your system is the only way your your workout system is the only way you're <laughs> no I never believed that like 
there's so many ways, you know, to get you to come from love, peace, and joy and find something that res- if you don't, is journaling great? Yeah. But do you have to do it? No, there's other ways. Is meditation great? Yeah. But if that doesn't work, there's other ways. What is going to get you to connect with you? That's what it's all about. And then take action. Connect with you. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely, I could talk to you forever and ever, especially about journaling. Yeah, I, I think we have Journaling definitely work, work for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, how can uh, my uh, listeners find you if they wanted to reach out so to you? So my website is Sandy Joy Weston. You can find me anywhere, sandjoeweston.com, and it's W-E-S-T-O-N. I am on every social media platform, same thing, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Sandy Joy Weston. You'll find me everywhere. And if they want to check out, you know, my Let's Keep It Real podcast, they'll always be on my website besides whatever else they listen to for podcasting. It's everywhere. And I do go live. If anybody knows any females over the age of 35, I do go live every Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, for 30 minutes with, hey, I got something to say every week. But then I, again, it's recorded and it goes on all platforms. So that's how they can find me. I love that. And I will have all your links in the show notes for people to find you. Uh, well, this is going to be uh, dropped off at the end of February. And because it's the month of love, I'm asking, <laughs> what do you love right now? Uh, I love my journey. I really do. I love my journey. I feel so blessed every day with my life and the people in it. I mean, I feel so fortunate. I really do. My animals, my home, my family, my friends, uh, my business acquaintances I get to me. I just, I really do. I mean, there's days I'm thinking, hey, we can live, you know, that day could be left out. But (laughs) (laughs) overall, I love my journey. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome for it. It's been fun. It really has. I hope you enjoy you know, the rest of your vacation day. Yeah, I have one more podcast interview in a little bit and just uh, time with my loved ones. So I'm just going to take a chill day because I'm already having anxiety about going back to work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Take time. Take time with them. <laughs> Anyways, well, thank you so much for listening to another podcast episode. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. Uh, for YouTube, like and subscribe. And uh, the podcast, you can find it in all major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Uh, anyways, all the show, all, all the links will be in the show notes. Hope you have a blessed day. Toodles. <laughs>